Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, number five. Good morning, good day, or good evening, depending on where and when you are listening to the show. At Success Hackers, we are here to empower you to play big in life and take your business to entirely new heights. If you're someone listening saying, how do I make the leap from corporate job into becoming an entrepreneur, then you are absolutely going to love this interview. Because today, our featured guest is Mr. James Adamitis. James, are you ready to rock? Absolutely, Scott. Let's do this, man. All right, cool, man. So after graduating from college in the Midwest, James made the move to sunny San Diego, where he worked for Anheuser-Busch. In 2010, he read a book that would change his life forever, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, which motivated James to pursue his dreams of becoming an entrepreneur. In 2011, he formed his company, Active Enterprises, and went out and bought three territories from Anytime Fitness, LLC. In August 2012, he opened up his first Anytime Fitness location in Lexington, Kentucky metro area. Since then, James's team has won on to be best place in exercise in the county two years eligible and ultimately won Club Purple in 2014 from Anytime Fitness Corporate for being in the top 20% of all clubs in the U.S. and Canada for revenue and membership satisfaction. In 2014, James started a lifestyle clothing brand called 70 and Sunny and moved back to sunny California. Besides his current entrepreneurial endeavors with the fitness center and closing line, he's also an executive producer on a documentary due to be released in 2015. James Adamitis, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you. Thank you very much, Scott. It's great to be aboard. Absolutely, man. Man, I'll tell you. What an incredible story. What an incredible resume. So I shared with Success Hackers a little bit about your background, but I would love for you to share more about you and who you are and what your business is. Our listeners are either current entrepreneurs who are looking to 10x their business, play bigger, think bigger, take their business to new heights, or individuals who are looking to pursue their passion and actually become entrepreneurs. Your story really is a story that resonates with so many people, James. You went from really working at Anheuser-Busch to making the leap to becoming an entrepreneur. Do you remember the day when you said, you know what, that's it, I'm done working for someone else, it's time for me to step up into my personal power and become my own boss? I'm not sure if I remember the exact day. The time frame definitely was near the end of my uh, career with Anheuser-Busch, probably around the 2010, you know, that time frame. I, I, I had uh, been relocated in promotions to North Louisiana, and the company had changed ownership. Um, the, it was actually, um, I think they changed ownership around 2008, but really I, I started seeing a cost-cutting culture come across around 2010. And at that point, I, I was feeling a little bit in, in a rut. I, I felt like I was hitting my stride. I, I was really feeling confident in my career, 
But at the same time, I started feeling lack of confidence in my company. And so I had been recommended from some entrepreneurs as well as my, my mom even recommended it uh, to read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, I decided to read that book, and as soon as I got done with that thing, it's one of those books that once you start reading it, if you, especially if you have that feeling like there's something else out there for you in, in the entrepreneurial space, you can't stop putting it down until it's over. <laughs> and so as soon as I got done reading that book, I kind of knew it's time for a change. And at that point, I started getting the wheels in motion to uh, to make a leap over to the other side. Awesome. Yeah, I <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of our listeners have probably read that book as well. And I remember reading it for the first time and just thinking to myself, man, there's a whole nother way to think about this thing called money and think about business and about becoming an investor and versus employee and the four quadrants. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It was one of those books that ultimately changed the direction in my life as well. So I want to hear about uh, a passion play. And I think you'd agree that passion is such a huge part about becoming an entrepreneur and becoming a successful entrepreneur at that. I, in talking to people here on Success Hackers, it's, it's a common thread that passion is such an important factor in that. So I would love to hear from you how you took, you know, working from 2003 to 2011 Anheuser-Busch, and then you made that leap and I know that fitness has always been in your background and you, you wanted to make that leap, but you didn't know how. Can you share with our audience how you made that jump? Was it an easy jump? Was it difficult? Was it something that you had a bunch of money lined up or saved up? How did you make that jump? Well, it, it was not easy by any means, Scott. And, and the, biggest, the biggest thing that I think that kind of hit me and when I really knew, I always have been a, a person that has been, I guess you could say, a quote unquote, a gym rat. I always like working out. But mm. But it was when I had got I got a new job in Texas, I think, uh, in 2006, and I ended up um, I ended up not being able to have a routine anymore with my workout. Like it, it, before in San Diego, every day at like three when I was off work, I had a like six to three job or something like that. I, I, I could hit the gym, so it was very routine. Well, I got this, you know, I, I had this new job in Texas where all of a sudden there's a lot of dinners, there's a lot of clients at happy hour, and, all, and my schedule was kind of all over the map. And I found myself really getting frustrated that I could not keep my workout routine going. So at that point, I kind of hit me like, I need to do something in the fitness industry. It, it would be great to profit off of this passion, right? And so um, once I had moved, uh, I was promoted again to Louisiana in 2008, and I had found this gym that I'd been working out in. It was a 24-hour gym called Anytime Fitness. And it was a great gym because it was very boutique, very private. You had a key. You could go whenever you wanted. And as I was working out on the road one time on business, I started speaking with a manager about the, um, the cost of the gym and just how everything could go down in terms of if I wanted to buy and involve myself in the, in the franchise. Uh, sure enough, it, it was a lot more attainable than I thought. Uh, I was always thinking, oh, to own a gym would be just this impossible dream, right? Sure enough, no, it, it was possible. And to make a long story short, I ended up, um, you know, going to the uh, the franchise, bought uh, three territories um, that I thought I could develop. Once those were bought, uh, I jumped and made the leap up to Chicago, where I knew I had a lot of friends and had a lot of friends with money. And at that time, I took a, sm a small job just to kind of get me by after I left my career job, which is probably the hardest thing I've ever done. If you ever leave a company that's a Fortune 500 company, and you're going to go move to a big city like Chicago. And, and try to find a quote unquote an investor, and then move back down to uh, your parents' house and open up a gym. You tell that to people, they look at you like you're crazy. Honestly, 
Um, sure enough, I, I, I did just that. And as I, um, as I was working this uh, smaller job up in Chicago and, and kind of trying to find investors for the gym, I did find one and uh, you know, moved back down to uh, the mom and dad's house in southern Ohio. And as the process was going to get everything uh, up and running on this first location with the lease of intent, uh, the investor backed out, lost him. So at that point, it's either what do I do? Do I jump back to the, the, the C I know, which is interviews, uh, jobs, you know, corporate America, and, and, and just quit on everything? Or do you fight and push forward? And I chose to fight and push forward, decided to uh, approach, I think I might have pitched the business plan at 12 banks at that time. I mean, I had everyone from local banks in Kentucky all the way to Chase. Uh, ended up finding uh, about three banks that were kind of going against each other. And uh, had to you know pitch out all my 401k I could. Uh, what else did I do? All my savings. I mean, I, I remember going into my parents' basement and looking through uh, comic, like the Spider-Man comic books I used to collect as a kid. I sold those at uh, you know pawn shops around Ohio. I mean, anything I could to create capital and collateral to try to get this loan, I did. And sure enough, I finally was able to get one to give me what uh, what I thought would work, uh, an SBA loan, and uh, we opened up the doors on what would be my first uh, gym. Wow. I mean, selling Spider-Man comic books to pursue your dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, what a story. What a, what a story of perseverance and, and really following your heart and following your passion. I mean, oh, my God, there's so many, so many takeaways. Hacker Nation, I hope you are taking notes because James just shared so many great golden nuggets. I mean, from the time where he had this investor lined up, Right, it was locked and loaded, and then that investor dropped the ball. And James could have went, like you said, back to corporate America, but he had a dream in his heart. He had a passion that he wanted to fulfill, and he did whatever it took, no matter whatever it took. Even moving back to his parents' house, if you have something buried in your heart, if you have this itch, I call it, that needs to be scratched, a passion that needs to be fulfilled, you will literally do whatever it takes. Moving mountains to get the job done. That's exactly what you were able to do. And it was humbling, definitely moving back home with mom and dad again. Let me tell you that. Um, but uh, no, the biggest thing that I kept trying to, to tell myself is, is how can I get this done? And I remember a lot of them were just like, you just don't have this. You don't, I'm like, well, how do I get it? How, how? And I just kept saying how. And then I would talk to other entrepreneurial friends who were kind of where I wanted to be. And by asking those questions and, and not saying can't, uh, it all came together, man. I, you know, that's a big, I'm a big proponent of that phrase. Ask how and don't say can't and things will mm. come to, to fruition. Ask how, don't say can't, a motto to live by. I mean, you, you've been through it, man. Congrats on all the successes. I mean, again, there's so many great golden nuggets. Thanks for sharing that. I think it's just the epitome of, of having something buried in your heart that you need to fulfill and you did whatever it took and you didn't you didn't let all these speed bumps stop you. You kept going after it. Was there a time when you came up against it, maybe in your career, your business, where you failed and then you learned from it, but you learned from it and you failed forward and you were able to look back and say, wow, I am so glad I went through that to get to the other side where I'm at today. You know, I could almost say as recently uh, a fail I, I had was that I did start a uh, lifestyle clothing line called 70 and Sunny. And uh, this past summer, I did really well with consistent sales off of selling, you know, I, I always have the saying with 70 and Sunny, K-I-S-S, right? Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> so um, I, I kept it pretty simple. Uh, just kept it like racerback tank tops and, and T-shirts and just really try to keep it 
pretty pretty simple. Well, then the fall came, and I tried to get too fancy. And being fairly new into this industry uh, of the clothing line, I decided, well, you know what? These people are, you know, they're my retailers. I need to do what they're telling me to do. So I decided to change some of the graphics on some of these things and and and, and kind of change up some some stuff that had been working all summer. I should have probably just stuck with what was working, but I, I decided to get a little fancy. And to be honest, it, it was a fail. I, I did not sell anything compared to last summer on my fall stuff. The best advice that I could give people, do not let somebody, unless they have a lot of experience in your industry, like if I would have talked to another clothing line designer maybe, but don't let your customer dictate your, um, your direction, especially if it's been working and you're fairly new into this industry. Keep consistent with what's working and, and, and fight through it. You know, I tried to please two customers and I had all these other customers that were liking what was going on. And what ended up happening was not a lot of sales happened at all for the fall line. And it was it was a good learning experience, though. I have learned exactly what not to do. So, um, you know, the bottom line is, is I definitely learned that uh, I'm going to try to keep it simple. And if it's working, especially in your first year of business, just go with it. Keep it simple, stupid. The KISS method. <laughs> I Absolutely. Love it. I love it. I, I want to take you down that for another question, which was the 70 and Sunny brand, which I know is the lifestyle. It's the T-shirt. It's the tank tops. Obviously, it's the epitome of sunny Southern California with 70 and sunny, which is great. As a business owner, as the CEO, as someone that runs a couple gyms, as someone that also didn't know anything about the clothing line business, how do you know what you're doing with all of these different industries when, frankly, you didn't really have a lot of experience in both of those? Is it that you surround yourself with great leadership? Is it that you have your hands in everything and every every move that the companies make. Take us through that because I think a lot of people right now are listening, wow, this guy's got this business over here, he's got another business over here, it must be amazing, he's doing some other things which we'll share here in a minute. How do you do it all? Well, the, the biggest thing is I do, I, I have my, my thumb on everything. You know, I try to stay involved as much as possible with every single facet of every business. You can't be everywhere at once or you'll fail. What do they say? If you try to please everyone, you'll, you'll please nobody. Right. So you, right. Do have to, you do have to focus on, on, I guess, the priorities. But that, that's helped me out a lot. Honestly, too, is, is asking. There's no such thing as a dumb question. And I think a lot of people out there have this uh, ego, especially guys. Uh, we all have egos. You know, we don't ask for directions. We're the men. You know, um, there's no such thing as a dumb question in my book. And I've asked people uh, that that have clothing lines out here in Los Angeles market that are where I want to be. That started eight years ago, and I'm not scared to tell them where I'm at and w- what to do. And and that's the biggest thing I learned, especially from that fail forward. Is I I kind of just I, I got lucky with the concept. Of, of a lifestyle brand and, and some cool stuff, and it was doing well. And so I've learned that you know, it's not bad to go and ask somebody who's actually producing the same thing as you or, or maybe another gym owner that is the number one um, you know, gym franchise owner or something like that in, in, in a system. It, you can ask these people. They are experienced. They, they were where you were at at one point. Hacker Nation, I hope you are, again, taking notes because what James just said is such a huge it's a huge part of 10xing your business and fulfilling your passion or whatever it is that you're trying to do, which was ask other people because people love to be mentors to other people. And we've talked about this on the show before, the importance of having mentors, the importance of asking good questions because you don't have the answers. The old saying is, 
all you have to do to be successful is follow someone who's already successful. And the reality of it is, most people, I mean, there's going to be a certain percentage that aren't going to necessarily give back or provide you with answers, and they're just that type of person. You don't want to be around them anyways. But the majority of people that I've experienced, people that are doing some huge things, they want to help. They want to serve. They want to give back. And they're willing to take a look at you and say, sure, I would love to help you because I know what it was like to come up. And I think it's such an aha moment, which is, you know what, if you don't know the answer, go ask. If you don't know exactly what path to take, show someone that you stand for something, that you're on your way, that you have clarity, that you have a dream, and all you need is just a little point in the right direction. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you, nine times out of ten, people will be receptive to you. People are genuinely kind, and especially I'm, a, I'm big on the golden rule, karma. Treat people like you want to be treated, and it'll come back to you. So you know what? If someone asks you a question and you're busy, try to find time for that person because you never know when you might come back around to help you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff, James. Great stuff. So what was that aha moment, that light bulb moment that went off in your head and said, you know what, this can turn in from maybe a hobby to an actual business. Maybe you can take us down that path. Yeah, you know, I would say back to the fitness center, um, when we were opening up the, the club, there is a five-week pre-sale process that you go through to try to get revenue going. You're trying to sell memberships at a discounted rate to you know, fill up the system and, and get some, generate some income. So then when you start the club, you, uh, you have some money coming in already. That's a pretty intense phase because you have to realize, especially me as a gym rat, quote-unquote, I wouldn't join a gym until it's open. I don't care if you want to give me a $10 a month membership. I want to see what I'm going to pay for, especially we're signing contracts here. So to go into that first week of the five before we'd open the doors, it was a little nerve wracking thinking, well, what am I getting myself into? Like, you know, this, the paint's not on the walls yet. I'm sitting with a tent in front of this, this gym that's going to be a gym with a, a, a floor plan trying to sell people memberships and saying, hey, this is what it's going to look like. Like, you know, give me your money, you know? And sure enough, uh, after the five weeks were, were done, we were at 15% of our first year goal without even opening the doors yet. I, was, I remember looking in the mirror and saying, wow, like all that homework, all those nights with no pay, staying up and working with these banks and trying to get this loan and, and, and just and leaving a career job and a, a Fortune 500 company, you know, all that stuff, it, it's going to pay off. It's going to be okay. You know? And that was it. You know, when I opened the doors on day one, we were already at 15% of our first year goal with 12 months to go, man. I, I, I was feeling pretty darn good. I'll bet that was one of the most emotional times in your life. Oh, I was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was uh, the most exciting by right. far from a, a career standpoint. And you're, you know, you're, you're feeling it in the stomach and the heart. I mean, your head's, it's just, it's crazy. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Also nerve wracking, but it's great. Oh man, that's awesome. Boom, James. That's good stuff, man. I appreciate you sharing with all of our listeners some of these amazing strategies, which brings me to a success hack. As you know, the premise of the show is not only to empower, like I mentioned earlier, current or would-be entrepreneurs, but also to share certain shortcuts or hacks on how current entrepreneurs can really elevate their game, really 10x their business, we call it, in a quicker matter, which we call success hacks. So has there been a time in your businesses that you've actually were able to implement any success hacks or strategies that you can share with our audience? My biggest thing is culture. And I know when I worked for a bigger company, it was all about culture. You know, if you want to hire people, my big thing is experience is great, 
But I hire people on the it factor and the likability factors because I think I can coach you my industries, right? So I can coach you how to sell a gym membership. If you're just kind of boring guy, monotone, especially in a people-centric business like we are, it's not going to work. And especially with me trying to do other things, I knew I had to have people that could communicate, that could talk, that were personable. So all my employees started at the bottom with no experience at all in the fitness industry. And you know they've all been promoted now and are, are doing great. And, and that's because of our culture. Um, we have a very open culture. You can call me at any time and vice versa. We all uh, like to have some fun together. You know, we'll go out and do some bowling or, you know, any kind of like, I think we had go-karts actually, not bowling, but we did, you know, do some fun team building stuff like that. It's all about the culture, I believe, that can really create success. You know, that is so awesome because if, if there's any owners out there that are listening to this, James was talking pretty quick because he's, he's excited. But if you missed it, it was huge. And what he says was culture is so important. And he said that as the entrepreneur, as the CEO of these companies, he knew how important culture was. So again, for any owners out there, if you're looking to take your team to the next level, if your team isn't where it needs to be, it always will and always has starts with you. It's the old saying, it's the trickle-down effect, which simply means if you want culture to be better, if you want your team to perform better, it always will start at the top. And I, I love what you're doing with your companies and your folks because you, you take them bowling and you take them go-karting and you do certain things and you have, I know, certain contests that you have. And I think that that's so important that so many business owners miss this. It, Create a culture where the team wants to actually buy in to what the culture and what the company is all about. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. When you, when you definitely uh, feel like you're, you're a part of something special and, and you want to you wanna be there, you're going to perform better. And, and that's, you know, that's what I try to really focus on is, is creating good cultures. Great. So you've shared a lot of great stuff with us already, James, and, and so appreciative of, of your time and you taking your time out. I know you're a really busy guy, but now we are going to switch gears to the randomness round. Now, the randomness round, Mr. James Adamitis, is all about whatever comes to you as I ask the question, I want you just to blurt it out. This is not something you really spend a lot of time thinking about. It's just something, it's almost like we're going to put you on the hot seat. Are you ready for the randomness round, James. Let's rock it, man. Let's All right, it. cool. So the best advice you've ever received? Uh, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I try to work out every day. Exercise it clears the mind. It gives you energy. It gives you, um, obviously, motivation and, and confidence. So exercise. You now own a time machine, James. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 20 years old again. What advice would your current self give your 20-year-old self, knowing what you know today about life and about business? Follow your dreams. Life is short. I, there's a James Dean quote out there. I think it's um, dream like you'll live forever, live as if you'll die today kind of thing. And, and my biggest thing is I, I, I just kept thinking I, I had to go with the motions in my 20s and, and just you know collect the paycheck. And, and looking back on it, heck, I could have done this uh, fitness center as, as early as probably 25 uh, with some of the collateral um, you know, I was building at that point in my career. So it, just follow your dreams and ask how. You know, don't, don't waste your time. Life's short. Go for it. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? 
Perseverance. You know, always land on your feet. So if you get knocked down, just learn from it. You're, you're going to get stronger from any kind of fail. So um, that's the one thing is just perseverance and, and just continue to fight and, until the, the door is completely shut. And the last question of the randomness round, James, what's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I can play a little rhythm guitar on occasion. I, I can play a lot of Nirvana on guitar from back in like the early 90s when the whole grunge phase was kind of coming to fruition. I, 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 I was a guitar player a little bit in high school, so uh, I could still play a little bit of rhythm guitar there, here and there. Now, is that something you bust out being in Southern California on the beach? I have the vision of you with the headband and maybe you know the board shorts and you got the ladies around you. Is that sort of the vision I have? <laughs> absolutely no 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 that's I, I like that vision better than what really goes on <laughs> what really goes on is sometimes it's uh it's been a uh, a long day at work and i'll just pick up the acoustic and you know maybe grab a glass of wine and play myself a little bit of guitar to sleep right but i do I, let's let's go i like that let's go with the other one <laughs> awesome well you are now off the hot seat james you are no longer in the randomness round i'll tell you this has been incredible thank you james so much for your time and sharing these incredible success strategies with Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? You can definitely check out 70andsunny.com. It's just 70-A-N-D, like the word and, sunny.com. That uh, will have some of the clothing line stuff on there uh, and my story. So uh, that would probably be the best, uh, best site to learn a little bit more about myself would be 70andsunny.com. Or they can also check you out. Are you on LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, check me out on LinkedIn, James Adam Midas. My last name is spelled like Adam. It is A-D-A-M-I-T-I-S. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with James, along with other really cool resources that we have on the site. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. You can do this by going to successhackers.net, clicking on the iTunes tab, and clicking subscribe to the show on the actual iTunes page. You can also follow me and the show on Twitter at scotthanson1210, at scotthanson1210. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code. Until the next show, Go out and live with passion.